Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Houston, we have a podcast. Jess, Heather, and Dave join me this week to discuss the pitfalls of common Disney World misconceptions. First up, the week's travel news, including Canada's most challenging cocktail. Fire up your booster rockets and prepare for spacewalk. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventurer Society. It's dawn, and the space shuttle stands ready on the launch pad. After a dramatic, slow-motion walk across the gantry, we're aboard the craft and strapped into our seats. The countdown commences, and we work through our final checklists. The shuttle springs to life and starts to shake as the countdown approaches zero. As we prepare to lift off, I turn and say, Hey guys, one question. Would you rather have to fight all seven dwarves at once, or just Dopey, but he's seven feet tall? I could could take Dopey in a fight. Yeah, I think I'm going with seven foot tall Dopey. Yeah, but he's seven feet tall. Yeah, but he's he's got some more arms. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but he's dopey. <laughs> yeah, but have you ever seen like those uh, drunken master kung fu uh, movies? Yeah, but I've also seen dopey like trip on his own clothing. So that's yeah. I don't know. Good point. Yeah, his sleeves will be way over his arms anyway. So and you don't want to fight grumpy no matter what size he is. So take him out of the equation. That's not happening. Oh yeah, that's a little. That's a box full of rage. <laughs> on the other hand, I feel like Doc and Bashful are, are easy takedowns right away. <laughs> they probably wouldn't bashful. even engage. Oh yeah, sure. oh, yeah Bashful's <laughs> yeah yeah Bashful's gonna run away. And Doc's run away, just run away. <laughs> Either that or the Doc's like, thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> oh, all right. It's going to be that kind of party, Doc. <laughs> Apparently. Okay. All right. All let's right. take it to the news. Jess, what you got? Um, so first on the news desk, we've got uh, Walt Disney World's Disney Villains After Hours Party will be returning next year in 2020. It's going to be taking place from 9 p.m. to midnight on 24 select nights from February 7th through July 10th at the Magic Kingdom. Um, this is 14 additional nights than what we had in 2019. Um, so obviously it was a big hit and they're just rolling out even more. Tickets are $145 in advance and $155 the day of, which is, yeah, a little steep. Did it go up from last year? Uh, I think it did. Like pretty much everything they do kind of goes up every year at least. A little bit. Um, but annual pass holders and DVC members get tickets for $115. So it's a pretty, pretty good discount for those folks. We, uh, I attended the party as uh, Heather did this mm-hmm. past year. Did you guys have a chance to check it out this year? Yeah, I was there last year. I think we were there the same night, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, no, I think it's it's good. And I, the, the castle, they really do a good job of with the projections. 
It's yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, I, I often do these after hours events to get on the attractions, but this is one where it's almost worth staying for the show and going and trying mm-hmm, some of the definitely. different meet and greets and such. And I've noticed that the after hours haven't seemed to be as oversold as the parties lately. Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party and Very Merry Christmas Party have just been too crowded, especially this year. The Halloween parties were just super crazy mm-hmm. nuts crowded and I, villains didn't villains felt like uh, the old part the parties of in years past lower crowds attraction wait times were um, really manageable yeah. you got right on and they did have the live actors in pirates of the caribbean and dark space mountain deep space mountain Maleficent. Yeah. i can't even say it um yeah that was really great seeing maleficent in the dark mm, yeah that was cool out on her own yeah that was awesome it reminded me a lot like the attendance of that party kind of reminded me did anybody ever go to the old pirate and princess parties oh like, no long no, ago i'd never i've heard of them but i never went I went to one, I think it was like 2006, 2007, somewhere around then. But yeah, that was sort of the prototype for basically all these mm, after hours probably parties. After hours. Which is weird because they stopped doing those because attendance was so low. Nobody was interested, but it just shows how everybody's kind of come around now. Yeah, I would say if you're going to be down there and you have uh, an evening where you're looking for something to do, it's worth it. I mean, we got on uh, Seven Doors Mind Train in 20 minutes. So, I, I mean, for any for anything, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's a quick turnaround. Yeah, and I think we were riding Big Thunder Mountain over and over because it was basically walk-on. Yeah, that, that back area of the park, you can get yeah. on those those two attractions pretty quickly and there's no wait you can have your own log on splash mountain yes which is pretty epic (laughs) stretch out Mm. so i have something that i think is going to be an instant add to all of your bucket lists boys here we go yes and this is a trip you're going to want to take just to try this cocktail Mm mm-hmm it's a cocktail called the Sour Toe Cocktail, and it can only be found at the Sourdough Saloon in Dawson City, Canada. And basically, this is a cocktail with a mummified human toe in it. What? Any takers? <laughs> yes. No, thank you. I'm not going to lie. Yes. Yes. You had me in the first half. <laughs> whatever else is in there i don't care (laughs) the recipe for this cocktail is very simple it's one ounce of alcohol your choice whatever alcohol you like ever clear one dehydrated mummified toe and then you garnish with courage if you can do this you get a certificate that says you drank it now the rules are so you first you pay for your shot of choice then you pay an extra six bucks which is uh eight dollars canadian to one of the toe captains <laughs> who will administer the toe filled drink and go over the rules with you no puking you must let the toe hit your lips, but no biting, chewing, or putting the toe in your mouth. Swallowing the toe will also land you a fine of $1,900. So they're using the same toe over and over again? Uh, actually, right now they have about 10 of them. <laughs> but yes, they use them over and over. So the toe captain holds the toe in his hands and he says, you can drink it fast, you can drink it slow, but your lips must touch this gnarly toe. He then waves it in front of your nose and just drops it in your drink, and you do the shot. (laughs) Uh, They say they have had the chief medical officer of the Yukon look at the drink, and it's been given a clean bill of health as long as they keep the toes mummified, uh, which they do by uh, they store them in salt, and then they serve it in at least 40% alcohol. Mm-hmm. And it keeps keeps it completely legal. Right now, they have about ten toes 
in rotation. Oh. Oh. You're leaving out an important detail. Where where did these toes come from? So <laughs> they say that they are donated to them. One of their big toes, and any toe is allowed. It doesn't have to be a big toe. But one of their big toes came from a British Marine who lost it to frostbite when he was running the Yukon Arctic Ultra Marathon last winter. And then more recently, another man donated his toe that he lost to gout. Oh, oh. I don't want that in my drink. Gross. Uh, they're always open to new tonations <laughs> to keep their stock up. So you can either donate in person or they will accept them by mail. They had one guy swallow a toe. A couple of them have been stolen. And after a certain period of time, they retire them before they start wearing down. He said that they use, they usually get about five years out of each toe before they have <laughs> to retire it. So they've been doing it for that uh, long? So yeah, yeah. Oh. So I want to know who's who's up for a, a sour toe cocktail? Who's going to do mm, it? Sour toe. Still a no for me, dog. No? I'm going to have to already be drunk yeah. for that, but <laughs> I, well, I would try it at that point. I will have to share this article because there are some great photos of people kissing the toe. I, they must all be drunk. I do not know. But they. everybody basically says it's one of those funny bucket list things that when you look back on your life and think of silly things you've done, it's a great story to tell. Mm. <laughs> That's not one of those things that you want to ever do sober. No, I don't need to drink something that had a mummified toe in it. <laughs> Jess left me with a burning question. Though, uh -oh. He said he said that it was a pass specifically on the frostbite toe. So which toes are okay to yeah, be? Yeah, which one drink? would you take? Just a random healthy toe that somebody cut off and they mummified? Yeah, see, I'm, I'm talking like, I want like, this toe had nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Not the gouty toe. It just was in the way <laughs> and, you know, wanted it to go to a good place. Lost a toe to gout. <laughs> and now people are putting saying, it like, in I don't want drink. like a leper's toe in my drink. That just ruins it. You know? <laughs> right, Ew. Right. Yeah. Although those are the easiest toes to get. You just pop them right off. That's right. They're a little runny. <laughs> <laughs> they're good. It's, at least they're newer toes, too. We're not talking ancient pharaoh toes. We're right. talking five-year-old toes. Less than five years old. That's less correct. five-year-old toes. <laughs> But they are mummified, and if you see the picture, I mean, it is—it's black. It's—it's it's gross. Can't it wait to get a look at you. Send it back and ask the waiter for oh. a fresh toe. <laughs> oh, they even have some video on here. We're gonna have to post this on our Facebook page so people can take a look. It's pretty mm. gnarly. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. <laughs> but you get a certificate. And this this oh, says that the, one of the people they interviewed about it, the certificate lists how many people, what which number person you are that did it. And this guy says his said he was the uh, 91,373rd person to Whoa. drink it. So a lot of people are wow. doing this. What's the population of Canada? <laughs> it's probably... What percentage yeah. of Canada has, has had their lips on their toes? What else is there to do in the Yukon, I guess? Freeze your question. toes off. <laughs> it says this this cocktail dates back to the 1920s, and it's related to a, a bootlegging legend about, <laughs> about a pair of brothers who placed one of their frostbitten toes in moonshine. So if you have the drink twice, oh, do you get counted twice? Yeah, sure. Sure. So there's 
You probably get two so certificates for being double crazy. <laughs> there's a possibility that someone's done this more than once. That is true. Yeah, good point. Somebody just really likes the likes the toe. <laughs> you have you have to. You don't get your certificate unless that you prove that it touched your lips. Ugh, gross. Mm. Imagine if you accidentally swallowed yeah, that. Yeah. Like, ugh. ugh. I mean, that's coming back up. There's no way that's staying down there. <laughs> and you have to pay a fine. It's not yeah. just that you swallowed a toe. <laughs> you have I to mean, pay for it. That, that is coming box. back up. There is absolutely no doubt about it. <laughs> That'll really Ugh. kick you in the end. Huh? Either on its own or I'm making it right there come back. <laughs> Ugh, you're making me a little sick, Dave. You know what's fun? On the statistics from Apple for the show, I can see second by second a line of when people <laughs> check out on the episode. Oh. I can guarantee I know where we're going to have a the, sharp none. decline in listenership. <laughs> Sour toe cocktail. We're going a field trip to the Yukon. We're doing it. I've got a chaser for Ooh, that. For that story. I'll leave a little bit better taste in your mouth. And uh this is this is our latest entry in our new segment for uh for the news. So insert insert snappy theme song here, and we're going to some weird rental properties. This first one comes courtesy of my sweet wife Kendra. So thanks, Kendra. Um, you can rent a mansion with candy-themed rooms and ice cream near or it's, uh, let's see, where is it? I believe it's near Orlando. Yeah. Huh. Um, it's a mansion. It's 8,000 square foot sweet escape mansion. Sleeps up to 52 people with 10 bedrooms and five baths. You can book it for $1,270 per night. Or if you get all 52 people, that's only $24 a person per night. That's pretty cheap. Yeah, that's a that's a great deal, especially because it includes a 1,400-square-foot karaoke nightclub with disco lighting, an indoor sauna, a ball pit, ball pit. carnival that's games it. booth. A ball pit. <laughs> and laser tag. <laughs> oh, fun. Uh, full-size, video, full-size video game machines, in-bedroom pinball, massage chairs, and more. The best part is... It's all like candy themed. Have you seen any of these rental houses in the Orlando area where each bedroom has like mm-hmm. a Disney theme? Yeah. So yeah. this one is like, I'm looking at a picture of the Pepsi Pepsi uh, bedroom that's got like a uh, Pepsi machine on the wall and uh, and it's all painted up in Pepsi colors. There's also a Coca-Cola room that's got a vintage Coke machine in it. Milky, Ray, Milky Way candy bar room with a uh, space shuttle bunk bed. Bed for the kids. All right. <laughs> Milky Way and Space Shuttle. All right. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Uh, I get it. M&M's room, cotton candy room, Hershey's chocolate room with one of those fancy massage, massage chairs. The lollipop bedroom is a ball pit. The floor is covered in ball, pop, <laughs> in, in ball pit balls. And then outside the pool has like a, has, has a, uh, so picture the water slide is resting on a, uh, on ice cream with chocolate sauce on top. And there's okay. a Hershey's chocolate bottle that sprays a fountain mm. of water over the, uh, water ah. slide. Which dumps you into a swimming pool, which is shaped like a uh, ice cream cone, and the hot tub is the cherry on top of the ice cream. Cute. I think it should be filled with yeah. chocolate so that I can do like so. an Augustus Gloop thing. Mm-hmm. So, but the, nothing in I there like says the that think. candy is provided. This is like the tequila hotel. Um, like, I did not. You get it. there and they're like, "Oh no, we don't actually have candy." just looks like yeah that's a bummer no that's true there's i don't see anywhere uh they do have uh the cereal friends breakfast nook is full of all of your favorite uh cereal mascots and it's got nook. every kind of every kind of sweet cereal, cereal. yeah that's about it um so the other 
The other property that I have for you this week is a Himalayan retreat. This one's available from Airbnb for $43 a night. Sleeps four guests in two beds and two baths. The only way to access this house is by an approximately one hour walk up the mountain from the, uh, uh, <laughs> from the village the below. No, thank uh, you. Ooh, it is worth it, though. They, uh, yeah. It does not list the elevation, but you are in the Himalayas, and the view from the front porch is like uh, snow-capped mountains, and there's nobody around. They do recommend hiring mm-hmm. a porter mm-hmm. from the village to carry all of your stuff. Duh. Uh, <laughs> and to bring the food for you up to the uh Oh, man, you got to carry all your food up there on a mile-long hike up a mountain? It's only $43 a night, so it's <laughs> can't imagine someone to carry it is for key, you. Come on. <laughs> they should include a Sherpa. Yeah, well, I mean, and it's, I'll, I'll post a link because, man, the views are not the views are amazing. You hire the neighbors to uh, come and cook for you, and the, huh. and the property owners will help you set up all of the tourist kind of things that you want to do. But it's um, in the Himalayas. Hmm. Yeah, it's right. in India, and it's uh, it's up there. But. I actually have an entry for this category this week. Uh, the The world's first guitar shaped hotel mm-hmm. just opened near Fort Lauderdale, Florida. No. Have you all seen this? It's the yeah. Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida. And I've actually seen it in person from from a distance the last couple of times I've been down in Fort Lauderdale, and it is. It's really spectacular. It is a, the tower is a giant guitar and it's all, all floor to ceiling windows. So it's all glass. So it looks so, yeah, like. I have seen this, the giant yeah, glass guitar. It's yeah. a glass guitar. It's, and it really is beautiful, especially on a sunny day. It reflects the blue sky and the clouds and it's, it's really cool. And it's the, the, they say the vibe is very Las Vegas. It's very high energy. If you've ever stayed at a hard rock hotel, that's kind of the, the vibe at all of their hotels. But apart from the guitar tower and the many pools, it's, it's basically a huge complex that has a <laughs> casino, a nightclub, a foot, uh, a food court, a foot court. I'm stuck on the, I'm yeah, stuck on the show story. <laughs> And also an, a newly renovated Hard Rock Live venue that seats a thousand people. Uh, they they uh, the grand opening featured Maroon Five. It says the ground floor of the Oasis Tower, which is the guitar, has swim up suites. So it looks pretty nice. incredible. I really am excited to check this place out. They also have a spa. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. And in case you were picturing the guitar, it's not like, because when I first hear that, I think, oh, is the guitar's laying on its side? No, it's standing it's straight standing up. straight so up. Yeah. That's a great big guitar. Yeah. It's just, uh, looks like they have some, uh, buildings there by the, the water too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the, not all of the rooms are in the guitar tower. There are some surrounding yes. buildings. Yes. Ooh. And the guitar tower has a light and music show at night, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty awesome. All right. Well, they even have some, uh, Bora Bora inspired overwater bungalows around some of the pools. It looks like it's really a, a whole resort complex. Yeah. Which yeah. is good because it doesn't sit right on the ocean. It's a little bit, it's kind of far 
back from the ocean in in Fort Lauderdale. No need to go. So to it's the not ocean a beach destination, right? It's not a beach destination. It's definitely the resort. You're headed there for the resort, and they're hoping that it's going to uh, be a, a hangout for rock stars. So with its proximity to to Miami, that shouldn't be hard. Awesome. Um, I did want to mention one other story real quick while we're on here, since we have a lot of fun at Airbnb's expense. These <laughs> silly <laughs> stories. I did want to mention a story that came up this week um, in response to the wildfires fires in California right now. Um, Airbnb is uh, offering free um, free lodging to anybody that is displaced by those fires. And uh, it looks like possibly to the first responders who have oh, volunteered to head out That's there to work cool. on that. So even though they are the people who have brought you uh, potato bed and breakfast, <laughs> dog bark park, um, they're also doing something pretty good for the people who are affected by that wildfire. So that's pretty awesome. Nice. Jess, what you got on the theme park side of things? Uh, my other theme park news item this week is uh, Lunar New Year celebration dates have been announced for Disney's Cal- Disney California Adventure at Disneyland Resort. Um, it's going to take place from January 17th to February 9th. Uh, actually, it's pretty appropriate because this year it's going to be celebrating the Year of the Mouse. So, yeah, yes, I'm, I'm hoping cool. and I'm pretty much guaranteeing that Disney will take advantage of that and, you know, hopefully step it up a little bit. Um, it's going to have some multicultural performances, fun-filled activities, beautiful decor, delicious cuisine, and specialty merchandise. So pretty much like every time they kind of have a festival at a Disney park, uh, covers the gamut. I have not attended this. Have any of you guys uh, been out there for Lunar New Year at all? Uh, no, I don't think I have. It's not something they do at Walt Disney World. Well, Disneyland's pretty much kind of known for celebrating various holidays that don't usually get covered at Disney parks. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to check it out. Maybe this will be my year. Year of the know, mouse. I like got to make it out there. Them, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. You think Disney would be hitting that pretty hard? Yeah, I would think so. We'll see. Uh, anything else, Heather? I have uh, an, another piece that was announced this week that the Florida's fast train is going to connect the Port of Miami with Orlando. Their new high-speed rail system is going to be putting a station right at Port Miami so that you can get off a cruise and go straight to Orlando for a complete car-free vacation. Brightline said on Tuesday of this past week that it's going to build the station at Port Miami by 2020. And then the Virgin Trains will ultimately connect that 170-mile stretch from West Palm Beach to Orlando and the theme parks there. And it's scheduled to open in 2022. So that will be a great uh, addition for cruise vacationers. They can get all the, if you can get from Port Miami all the way up to Orlando and tack on some Walt Disney World time to your trip. Yeah, didn't they announce earlier this year that they were going to be going, like, I don't know where they were going to be ending up, but it's going to be really close to Walt Disney World property, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. It. This this article from ABC News does not mention exactly where the station in Orlando is going, but the, the rumors have been that it's going to be really close to Walt Disney World. Yeah. I think there's plans that you're going to be able to hop on it at the airport and get to the theme parks. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And get to the parks. Yeah, that'll be a great, a great service. I always like to try to combine some time at Walt Disney World with my my cruises. I've really only done Disney Cruise, but I've been looking for our next cruise and it's crazy. It's it's insane how much more expensive it is for me to fly Mm -hmm. to Miami than it is to fly to Orlando. So I mean, Mm -hmm. so much so that we've been like, well, we might as well just sail out of Port Canaveral 
But something like that would just make it so much easier for us because we can fly super cheap from Richmond to Orlando and back. But Miami is a whole other mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And with uh, Disney Cruise Line has the magic at uh, Port of Miami for a good portion of the year. So that's great. A great uh, thing to combine with I'm your Walt Disney try. World vacation. I know we're kind of in the same boat. We've been talking about land and sea adventures and, you know, getting from Walt Disney World to uh the port has always been a concern. So being able to just hop on a high-speed rail, that's actually pretty cool. I mean, that's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... Mm -mm. It's expensive to fly just from Orlando to Miami, and there aren't really a lot of options. I've ended up on a sketchy flight on Silver Airways from getting from Miami up to Orlando this year for a meeting, and I will never do it again. Yeah, the air- airline uh, specifically chooses to be name themselves after the metal that's uh, second place. <laughs> oh, and they're... They're they're turbo props and they're very small and they don't have a a, good, a real good on time record, and so the pilots are trying to make up time when they've lost uh, when they've left late and fly a little too close to a thunderstorm and it got very exciting. Oh, it's the first terrible. time I've ever been on a flight where everyone in the cabin oh, wow. screamed. At a few points, <laughs> it was super exciting. Yeah, it's kind of like that scene in Almost Famous where they all uh, were people making uh, last minute confessions. <laughs> yeah. I did not tell the pilot. Thank yes, you. Exactly. <laughs> I was very happy to get off that flight. It's not for me. Anything else, Heather? Nope, that's it for me this week. No news, Dave. Not have any news. Nope. You keep Still on made up, Scott. You hold down, news you is good news. Good. <laughs> um, uh, one thing that did uh, happen at the theme parks that I thought was kind of exciting, just throw it in real quick, uh, Jingle Cruise is back for the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At Walt yes, World, I saw so. that. We made the instantaneous jump from Halloween to Christmas in one night. And boy, is that magical. I'm going to be there in four weeks, and I cannot yeah. wait. It's going to be my first time seeing the parks at Christmas. So, Oh, I'm it's awesome. Super excited. It is beautiful. It is a great time of year to be there. I love it. Yeah. We'll see how the Jingle Cruise, how it looks this year. I hope they went all out. We always end up going around this time. So when we went in June, that was the first time I've seen uh, the castle from the train station without something yeah. in the way. Oh, that was, yeah. Uh, I've never, mm, it's, nice. it's always there when there's a tree up or something going on. So that was kind of. <laughs> or a crane either putting <laughs> up lights or yeah. taking down lights. A crane putting yeah, up the something. lights. So you'll enjoy it, Jess. All right. Well, that's all. That's it for the news. Next up, we're going to talk about some common misconceptions about Walt Disney World and how you can prepare yourself to avoid making the same mistakes. But first, a word from our sponsor. After these messages, we'll be right back. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your Key to the World Travel Vacation Planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, 
your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. It's been a long three days in the darkness of space, but the moment has finally arrived. Our landing module has touched down in the sea of tranquility, and as we descend the steps and set foot on the moon's surface, I say over the intercoms, okay guys, we've come a long way, and to be honest, I'm really not sure why we couldn't talk about this back on Earth at Gold Key Adventure Society headquarters, but here we are. So Heather, tell me about some of these things that people are getting wildly wrong when it comes to Walt Disney World. Boy, have I got a list for you, Dan. All right. We're going right into this. Number one, no, you cannot get in free on your birthday. How many of you have had this come up? It seems to be coming up so much lately over here at Key to the World Travel. We keep encountering guests who say, "I we want to go on little Johnny's birthday because we know that you get into the parks for free. Does anybody know where this one is coming from? No idea. It actually was the case, but it has been decades since that was actually the case. It's been a while, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's we're talking like early 80s, I think. They, they did allow that and they'd give you a little special commemorative ticket. But I mean... Well, and I think there was it part of the year of a million dreams that you attended on your birthday. And I don't think you got in free. I think if you attended on your birthday, you got a free so ticket I, to come back. Something well, like that. I, I attended on my birthday in 2007, which was still the year of a million mm-hmm. dreams. I received because I wore my button the whole time. I received, I mean, everything from a free Coke to skipping the line with no fast pass um, everywhere I turned, there were little things, mm-hmm. um, but nobody gave me a free you ticket. You didn't get to a come free back, ticket. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I can't confirm that or not. This one, it's been a while since I've heard this one, and then suddenly it's it's coming up a lot again. So I don't know if this is one of our our favorite things. Oh, my neighbor went last week, and they've told me, and if that's where it's coming from. But no, you you can't. You don't get in free on your birthday, mm-hmm. not even if you're a little mm-hmm. kid. It doesn't happen. Well, if if it's your first birthday, you can get in free. True. Your first birthday or your second birthday. birthday. Yep, you can get in free for those ones. (laughs) Good point, Dave. I think this and probably a lot of things on the list are, uh, well, maybe not. I think a lot of them come from all these helpful listicles on the internet where somebody who really doesn't really know what they're doing is just combing through and searching Walt Disney World and making a list of facts quote-unquote and uh, mm-hmm. yeah definitely they don't I mean, check to make sure it's real or not and it's the kind of thing you see on buzzfeed you know it's kind of like the telephone game where you tell somebody something and then it changes and multiplies so you know maybe one person did get in free or uh maybe there was some type of giveaway or contest or something but then someone heard it and it just has multiplied since then so i'm sure it started as i got a free button for my birthday right. <laughs> <Yes>. turned into- <laughs> to, oh you got a free ticket what yeah <laughs> they're giving out let's, free stuff let's go on our <laughs> birthday someone assumes a fast pass is a ticket so you know they they got a free fast pass for their family so that's you know not the same well this next one who wants to dispel this one we hear this every single day. Hollywood Studios is not the same thing 
as Universal Studios. But they have studios in the name. Is that what it is that's that's, con- that's confusing people? You think? Uh, it's probably the fact that it's. Yeah, I would I would assume that that's probably it. It's the studios, right? So that yeah, yeah and the movie, the general live the movies kind of thing. If you hear Disney, mm-hmm. you just assume yeah. it's a Disney park, right? Because it is. So I'm sure that they see studios, Universal Studios. They think it's the same same company. Yeah, we've all we've all heard it that that I would like to go for four days. I'd like to visit the Animal Kingdom, Epcot, and Universal Studios. Well, can I get a ticket for that? I've actually experienced it firsthand exiting Hollywood Studios. And as I was passing by the security guard, there was somebody asking and pointing to the boats that lead, you know, to the hotels, <laughs> and was like, "So that's the boat that goes to Diagon Alley." And the security guard's like, no. And he's like, no, sir, that's that doesn't. And before he could finish, the guy's like, so that goes to Hogsmeade then. And the security guard's like, no, 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 sir, that is a different park. That's Universal Studios. And he's like, is that part of this studios? And like, I just kind of had to keep walking at that point. And it's just. Help yeah, it. that was my next one on the list that people think that Harry Potter is at. Walt Which, Disney enough, I have to break it to you. It's It's not. There's no Harry Potter at Walt Disney World. I mean, it could have been. It could have been. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it, they it would have just given it its own park. Yep. Like Fifth Gate type thing. One of the reasons that it didn't happen was that they only wanted to do like two rides shoved into another land. Uh, and J.K. Rowling wanted something wanted more, actually. So. Area to visit versus a Toy Story uh, hit, and, hit and quit yeah. type thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Here's my next one. How much do fast passes cost, boys? Eighty dollars in a check payable to Jess Evans. <laughs> <laughs> we hear this one a lot uh, for people when they're asked when we're you know in the initial planning stages. I want to I want to add the fast passes onto my ticket. How much is it going to cost me? Well, I think people have you know there's the reputation of you're going to be spending a lot of money for everything at Disney, and so they just assume if it's something extra, something special like that, they just probably figured mm-hmm. that it's going yeah. to cost one way or another. And it is. When you look at the difference between Walt Disney World and Universal Studios, it is an extra cost. At the other park, on the other side of town, Universal mm-hmm. Orlando Resort, nope. not the same park. <laughs> and there's also a bit of confusion probably because Disneyland has the paid Max Pass service, mm-hmm. which True. it doesn't mean that that's the only way you can get a Fast Pass. You can still do the the kiosks in the park but Mm -hmm. i'm sure you know if somebody's researching online a lot of disneyland and disney world gets mixed up to them it's also something that disneyland paris does they have Mm. the they still have the regular fast pass system that you can use that's free but then they have two levels of paid upgrades so they have one where you can pay for one fast pass for every fast pass attraction. You get all of them. So you can use all those in one day, or you can pay for the ultimate fast pass, which is as many times as you want every attraction that has fast pass all day long. And that's, that's an additional thing that you can add to each day of your ticket. And it's not cheap. Uh, The ultimate fast pass costs more than a one day ticket. So, wow. Uh, but that is only at, at currently only at Disneyland Paris, and they do still have the free uh, yeah, fast pass system. And it's it's it. really more like the legacy Walt Disney World system, where you actually have to go mm-hmm. to the attraction and pull the fast oh, yeah. pass. Yeah, aka the good system. Yes, the one we all kind of miss. Yeah. <laughs> I do love the Max Pass system yes. at 
at Disneyland and it's mm-hmm. not very expensive and it's so worth it. Yeah, I don't know which one I would like at Disney World better. It's it's tough because you could the Max Pass system, I could see that really working at Disney World. I really do. But then you know they've spent all this time and energy developing their fast pass system you know who's going to give because i think at one point it's going to have to be one system right or you think they're going to keep it separate the way they are i don't, I don't know. know it's it's working re- the max pass works really well at disneyland plus it includes your photos I, too for the day i don't day. know how well you could say that that's true yeah i don't know how well you could say that my disney experience and the fast pass system is working at disney world right now um <laughs> i don't want to incriminate myself too much but i i don't think it's working well. Uh, the fast pass lines have gotten out of control too. Yeah, I mean, too they'll, long. they'll let you know fifty people go through the fast the pass line. Three yeah. families go through on the standard line, and you know it's it's mm-hmm. they're just releasing too many. I, I think too the the misconception too is you can buy additional fast passes what club level, right? You have the option where you can add. So maybe that's mm-hmm. part of yeah. where this comes from too. Is you know, they see the article you can buy fast passes now, but you know, don't read the fine print that talks about the club level. Correct. Yes. Fast passes are for everyone at Walt Disney World. They are included with your ticket and you get how many per day? Three plus one. Well, three to start. Three, yes. <laughs> you can pre-plan three of them. And then once you use those three, you can go into the app and schedule more and it doesn't cost you anything extra. And, and you can really use them. So here's another one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dave. No, I was going to say, you can really make advantage of that or take advantage of that too. Uh, when the wife and I went, we did seven to eight fast passes in one day at Magic Kingdom just by do our first three real early in the morning and then just keep checking throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's how I do it. So here's another one that the Magic Kingdom is just called Disney World. (laughs) I used to get this a lot. I want to go to Disney World, Epcot, and Animal Kingdom. (laughs) Now, to be fair, back in like, you know, the 70s, that was the case. Yeah, it really was only Disney World was Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. That's true. Well, Well, this kind of goes in with a couple of other uh, items I had on the list that Disney World is much smaller than it is. I think there's a lot of people don't understand just how massive the property actually is and that those four parks are not sitting right next to each other and you can't walk from one to the other. No, it's it's amazing how much land there actually is and how much of it is not utilized. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is still nature preserves and empty open space. It's like a city of its own. 47 square miles, approximately 30,000 acres. And only 1,100 acres of that land is devoted to the theme parks. 7,000 total developed. How much do they have to keep back? Do we know what the like they have to keep for wetlands or wildlife preservation? I don't know what it is, but I feel like I know that when they build something new, they have to then allocate the land elsewhere. So it's they're mm-hmm. basically constantly Preserve shuffling the wetlands. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. it was with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I remember reading about how they had to then go find a new area to sort of annex and make that the reserve space that was then taken away. So Mm -hmm. this, that uh, you bring up star Wars galaxy's edge, which was another thing that I had on my list that uh, a misconception going around right now is that star Wars is at Epcot and that spaceship earth has been turned into the death star. 
That's our fault, right? <laughs> That's our fault, isn't it? I I believe that uh, Jeff, who's not here to defend himself, did say that exact same thing a couple of weeks ago. He did mention that, and I gotta yeah. say, it would it would be pretty epic if they turned it into the Death Star. However, there are no plans. <laughs> To retheme the de- uh, spaceship Earth into the Death Star, didn't they do that a couple years ago with projection yes, mapping? Yes, that is the, that is true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe that's night, where this it? is coming from. Because there's photos of it floating around. I'm sure people have seen that, and they think, "Oh, that's what it is now." I yeah. can't remember what that was for. What was it? Wasn't it for Return of the uh, The Last Jedi, or, the Jedi? Or, or no? What was it? Or was it the one of those? Yeah. Right. I can't remember why they did it, it, but it was pretty spectacular looking, and I was uh, pretty bummed to have missed that. I like it better if we take blame for this one, though. Sure. So say that we started that rumor. (laughs) Yeah, we did that. Maybe maybe I'll catch that on and we'll get credit. Jeff started that rumor. (laughs) Anything to get her name out. How much do character meet and greets cost, guys? Those those cost extra too, right? Another right? eighty dollars made payable to me. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> made payable to Jess Evans. <laughs> I'll take your money. I'll, I'll show you where to meet him. Um, but no, that's free. Where can where can we find out where to get, meet these characters for free, Jess? You got a resource where someone could go to find such a list? Uh, yes, there's a wonderful website called themeparkprofessor.com. Ah, and, yes. Uh, we actually have character guides for Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and Universal Orlando. And it's free at all of those places once it's, you pay your entry fee, right? It's included in your park admission, yes. The Disney Dining Plan. Who wants Ooh. to volunteer to help folks understand this one a little bit? There is a misconception that you can choose to have the dining plan only one day of your stay. Is that true? One person can only have it. Only one person in the room can have it, and we can then all share their food. How's that work? You know, the dining plan is, for the most part, it's it's an all or nothing type of situation. So there's three to choose from. You have your quick service, you have your table service, and then you have your... Uh, uh, the last Deluxe. name, Jess, help. Deluxe. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but really, it's it's you you have it for the entire reservation. Everybody in your party has it. Uh, you can't break it down by day, by person. It's kind of an all or nothing. Once you know what you want, what you're looking to do, uh, you select it, then everybody has it. Um, and and to, about you. how about how the credits work? Do you ha- if you don't go to breakfast on Monday, does that mean you lost it? Nope. You can save them all to the end and go crazy on your last day if you want to. So, um, you know, and really, too, I think a lot of times people, they have a hard time understanding what's a quick service versus what's a what's a table service. Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, they'll want to use a table service meal for um, electric umbrella, you know, so don't do that. Um, it's, yeah. Well, you can I mean, do you that. Can they'll do convert it. it, but you're going to be losing right. some money on that deal. Not a good value. And that's and that's for me. I don't know about you guys. When you go with people who have never been there before, trying to break down, you know, when to use a dining plan credit or when to use a snack versus mm, a pocket yes. or gift card, uh, it drives me absolutely insane when I see people use their snack credits on bottles of water or or an apple. Something that would cost, you know, a couple bucks. I will Amazon here. Prime you two bundles of bananas <laughs> if if that's what it yes. takes. Don't don't waste your snack credits on that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think the and I think too some of the misconception is because of Universal Studios where you can add mm-hmm. the dining yeah, plan. That is where it is um, different. 
either day by day or person by person. Not everybody has to have it. So um, I, I think Disney does it right, though, because you don't want to get into the game of being on day four and all of a sudden you've used too many credits because nobody, not everybody has the plan. So they're, they're doing it the right way. Um, well, and the way it works at Universal, too, is you get a card for and it's more stuff you have to carry around where at Disney world, your dining credits are in your, my Disney experience account on your app. You're, you're paying for things with your magic band and it's a lot easier than carrying around a park ticket and a, and a, uh, an express pass card and your dining card. And it gets to be a lot over at universal. You know, I think too, from a dining plan perspective, uh, I think the quick service gets overlooked. That's a my lot. favorite one, yeah. Like that dining plan. That's my favorite dining plan. You don't have to worry about reservations. You can just go. Um, and it's a, I never it's a I good was, deal, and you get a lot of food. Yeah. yeah. And especially if you hit the if you hit the big places, if you can get be our guest for lunch. Um, trying to think where else I, I reckon I remember there being a really good value. Um, Peso Bills is another big one. Bills. Uh, yeah. that, Pecos Bills, yeah. Pecos Bills, that's what I said. <laughs> it's the second um, time. I, I do it every time. I do it every time. <laughs> Listen, I just go for the free uh, salad bar that they have there. That's, that's really that's, that's, Especially that nacho oh, cheese. They're yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so quick service is probably the, my favorite plan. That's the one I used to do before I became an annual pass holder. We would do that one, and then we would just you know make reservations for table service that we wanted to do. Yeah, because depending on the table service, you can get a discount with your annual pass. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not all of them, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about this one? That the biometric scan that you have to do to get into the park is a fingerprint scan. And that Disney now has your fingerprints on file and is going to track you. Uh, Disney has everything of everybody already on file. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) now. It's actually not a fingerprint scan. It's not scanning your fingerprint. It's taking uh, some measurements of uh, the width of your finger and from major landmarks on your finger. It converts that into a number, and that number is what's stored in your with your ticket. So no, they're, they're not. It's using your fingerprint to create a a, a code. A pin. It's giving you a pin number. It's like a pin number, yeah. And that's what they're storing, and they're not they're not keeping your fingerprints on file. That's not true. <laughs> Even if they were, is it really that big of a deal? <laughs> this one kind of goes into another one that I've heard a lot, and I know you guys have probably heard too, that magic bands are tracking devices and that they're the, the NSA is now tracking you with, through your mm. magic band as you're in the park. Okay, well, not the NSA, and I don't know, <laughs> but but they did say that that was one of the things that they were going to be using it for when they first announced this whole thing was that they would be able to use it to figure out where crowds are. But only are. short yeah. range. Oh, so I can see where there's... It is, it is, a, it's only a near field. It's not, it's, it can't, right. it's not, it's not like a GPS on your wrist. Right, but there was, I mean, there would be enough sensors around that they could figure out. They're not going to pinpoint you down to yeah. the feet. But, but once you tell. leave the park, mm-hmm. they're not going to follow and they're you. Not, once you're in- and they're not selling that information no, no, no. to the NSA. They give it away for free. <laughs> the conspiracy theorists. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you kind of almost want them to be able to do that to an extent. Not the selling it, but the actual being able to track crowd sizes because then they can, you know, def- deploy fast passes on the other side of the park to help disperse crowds and um, it's a good technology. Plus, I'm all for that, yeah. When you don't have to remember to scan your ba- your magic band at the end of the, ro- the attraction to get your photo, 
that. To get your photos. Yeah, yeah I do like yeah, that. It's, it's mm-hmm. nice that they auto show up. Yeah. Yeah, there's that is another one. Now you you used to have to, when they first deployed the Magic Bands, you had to scan it once you got off the ride to get your photos. But now you don't. It's, it just mind trains. Oops, sorry, Jessica. Oh, it's all right. I was just saying I had never had it work for me except on this last trip that I took where it's a small world, put my name up on the board. So, and seeing that, I'm like, y'all can track me wherever (laughs) you want. I'm good. I I just needed to see that. I've had that and at, um, Expedition Everest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, rock and roller coaster. Your name comes up on a concert poster. Yeah, that's very cool. I like it. (laughs) How about this one? If you're staying in a Walt Disney World Resort hotel, can you hop around to all the different pools? I wish. Yeah. No, that's a big no, no pool unless hopping. You're at, uh, Port, unless you're at Port Orleans. That is correct. French Quarter and Riverside. You can hop between those pools. But Yacht Club and Beach Club don't do that? Well, it's the same pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at Yacht and Beach, it's yeah. Stor- Storm Along Bay is all just one giant pool complex. And, miss- and yeah, that's one. that one is, the, the, that's such a fantastic pool and such a popular pool that you, you have to wear a wristband during the day to even get it. The, the first time you go visit the pool, they scan your magic band, make sure you're a guest at Yacht or Beach, and then you give you a wristband and they will kick you out if you are not wearing one. It's not a free water park. I mean, that place is like a mini water park. <laughs> yes, exactly. <Yeah. laughs> it, it's, it's, and it's because, again, of Universal, because they are the opposite. So mm-hmm. they yeah. allow you to, to pull off. If, you're, hop, if so. you're staying at Hard Rock, you can head over to Sapphire Falls, try out their pool, go to the Lazy River at Cabana Bay. Pool hopping, yes. Universal Orlando, no Walt Disney World. Well, I think this might be also a holdover that people just still believe because didn't they used to allow that way back when there were fewer resorts and less people? Maybe. I'm actually not sure. I feel like they just didn't police it. They didn't consider it a thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And actually, m- m- recently, all of the pools have started to be fenced in and they are requiring magic band access to get into the pool area. I think the, that primarily was done so that they could close the pools at night so that you can't use them after they're closed. Yeah, they did it for safety. Mm-hmm. So how about this one? I want to stay at the hotel inside the Magic Kingdom. How do I do that? Uh, be Bob Iger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you yes. go to Disneyland... Uh, or Disneyland Paris. Disneyland Paris. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm pretty sure JPEC lives up there. <laughs> In the Cinderella Castle suite. Just yeah. trying on gowns. They have in the past given given away over one night overnight stays in the Cinderella Castle suite as part of contests. Um, I think there was a uh, an Omaze that fundraising site. I think there was a Cinderella Castle Suite stay as part or of that. Give kids a world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't matter how much money you have. You cannot reserve the Cinderella Castle Suite. And there is no hotel inside any of the parks in the U.S. The closest thing you can get in the United States is out at Disneyland. Um, the Grand Californian is basically right at the front door of Disney California Adventure. And Disneyland Paris, that is the Disneyland Hotel there, is spectacular. And you are right at the gate. You just hop downstairs and go right in. It's wonderful. Not at Walt Disney World. Wah, wah. Do you remember they used to have commercials 
where it was like a family in a hotel room and they would wake up and then the little kids like pulled open the blinds and the castle was right there like yeah. outside the window. <laughs> yes. I wonder Maybe how many done pe- this Yeah, I'm wondering how many people got mad about that when they realized that couldn't happen. It's not possible. That's, what they forgot. To that's do. another place where a lot of these things are coming from too because like how many how many commercials show a kid alone on the on a bridge running towards Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. You only get those alone days the day after a hurricane. That- <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh that's true. I'm not sure whether that's worth it. How about this one? Can you park at Disney Springs for free and then hop on a bus that goes straight to the parks? This is a bit of a controversial one, I have to say. The answer is no. Spoiler alert. (laughs) There is a way to do it, but we are not going to promote that here at the Gold Key Adventure Society. So no. Don't do it. You can't. There there are no there there are no buses that go directly to park to the parks from Disney Springs because of, really? of this very thing. Yes. I'm so innocent. I don't even know what this uh, special trick is. Uh, I'll have to tell you. I'll have to tell you later. <laughs> yeah, you live under a rock. <laughs> I never have a car there, so I don't it's even know. It's not easy, so it's not fun. It <laughs> no, it's not worth it's not, it. No. It's it not worth the worth time it. you're going to spend waiting and doing all the steps. It's just by the time yeah. you get there, the it's, park's going to close. So what's the point? And if you're an on-site guest, if you're staying at a Disney Walt Disney World Resort Hotel, you're not paying for parking at the parks anyway. Yes, you now are paying for parking at your hotel. That is true. That's kind of an industry standard thing all over the world you almost every hotel in the world you're gonna pay for parking so it's just a fact of life we gotta suck it up how about does everyone get pixie dust if you drop lots of broad hints are you gonna get a bunch of free stuff can you get a bunch of free stuff just <laughs> i can confirm that that is not gonna happen we i recently read on a complaint on a message board where this woman was just basically on a rant saying i told the front desk every day that I wanted pixie dust for my daughter. And every night when we came back to our room, there was nothing, nothing. And she was just completely outraged. That's probably why she didn't get it. Yeah. It's exactly why you didn't Something get it. Something tells me she didn't ask nicely. <laughs> That's That may be true too. But even if you do, you don't, it's not a, a magical moment is not a, oh, well, I'm going to go to the front desk and ask for a you know, a free Mickey Mouse for my kid. That's that's not how it wa- how it works. Yeah, it's magical because you weren't expecting. I it. got picked. Yeah, exactly. And this ties into that whole idea of I get my birthday button and all of a sudden I'm going to get free dessert everywhere and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, everybody's got a celebration button these days. You see them first thing in the morning on Main Street USA. There's people with carts handing them out yeah. like they're candy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, for people who didn't get them at their hotel or whatever. So. They're not, maybe it used to be, you know, grease the wheels a little bit, but. I mean, I've been, I've been going to the parks for 35 years, roughly now. I have only really had one actual pixie dust moment. And that was that I got, they bought me basically a brand new shirt. And that was only because somebody threw up on me. So (laughs) yeah, they're really great. So you can always guarantee. Yeah. If you get barfed on. This happened to me too. Me and me and my son. We were on um we were on Space Mountain. Ugh. And I, 
I still, I mean, I have flashbacks to this. He was sitting and my son was sitting in front of me. I was, I was in the middle and we, at some point it was where a a train is passing over you and it hit him. Oh oh, no. It bounced off of him and hit me in the face and on my hands. And I remember thinking, that's weird. And I like just wiped my hand on my pants and wasn't thinking what, what was that? And we get off and he immediately turns to me and says, mom, I think somebody threw up on me. (laughs) And this is when I am, I have the, the panic sets in. I'm horrified because I realize, oh, that is what hit my hands and my face. And I look down and yep, I was wearing white pants. That was what was on my pants. And the cast member that was checking the the trains as they were unloading heard Aiden and said, "Get yeah, come here, <laughs> wait right here, buddy," oh. and gave us some vouchers so that we could go get clean clothes to wear for the day. Because yeah, we we got puked on on Space Mountain. That was fun. I've I've seen it too when when luggage gets lost um, and doesn't make it from the airport to to the hotel. In some situations, the, um, person I was with got a brand new outfit and a pair of shoes. You know, they, if they take the steps when it's needed, but they're just, if they gave every person free clothing and shoes, uh, those park tickets would go ahead and double in cost. That's true. We would all have to pay a lot more money. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, when you get one, when you have something happen, just remember that because you may not may not see it again. Mm-hmm. And it's, you have to be uh, cognizant of the fact that it, it's a magical place already and be be uh, satisfied with the fun and the magic that you're having here at Walt Disney World. You don't need a bunch of free. Right. What exactly. more do you need? You could be at <laughs> the Six Real World. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah. you know what, that was another one that came up that people were saying that uh, sometimes they find that their guests don't understand that Walt Disney World is a different experience from Six Flags. Yeah. It's not the same kind of theme park you know and once you there's a difference between theme park mm-hmm, and amusement park mm-hmm. once you walk in the yeah. dome that they have around disney that's when oh, the magic starts dave, dave is <laughs> skipping down the list disney controls the weather <laughs> no i was just i just assumed there was if a dome only. overnight I don't we wish what is the difference between a theme park and an amusement park dan what would you, how would you explain well, the theme it? park is, I mean, it's themed. It's a themed environment. So everything around you, the buildings, the soundtrack, um, characters walking around, whatever the cast members or employees, whatever they call the people that work there at that park, uh, what they're wearing and how they act, it all helps contribute to the theme. It all tells a consistent story that makes sense in some way. Whereas an amusement park is you go to Six Flags and there's roller coasters scattered willy-nilly wherever they had room and, you know, things like that. And, you know, there's some parks that kind of uh, have different amounts of each thing going on. Uh, there's an area of Cedar Point that's like an old, tiny <laughs> west yeah, town. Yeah. But, but, I mean, Shiver it doesn't me really... Timbers. You know, <laughs> Right, yeah, but it's mostly just, you know, it's an amusement park. It's a place where there's rides and games and mm-hmm. food as opposed to everything helps tell a story and it goes a little bit deeper. There's a lot of misconceptions around park hoppers and how that works, that you can add the park hopper to just one day of your ticket or you can buy a 10-day ticket, base ticket, it, but use it to park hop for five days. Any truth to any of that? I mean, you you. you you could do that last one, but you would run out of tickets very quickly. 
You can't. You can't use a 10-day ticket to park up for five days. You cannot oh, you, go oh, from... You, yeah, if it's linked to your account, no. they will know. You can't huh. park hop unless you have park hopper on your ticket. So if you, even if you bought a two-day ticket, you can't use those two days at two different parks on the same day. You I can't have to even have park hopper. I can understand that misunderstanding yeah. though, because that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I, I paid to get into two parks, so yep. if I want to use it one day instead of two. Well, the reason that they do that is because it, as you add on days to your multi-day ticket, the cost per day goes down significantly. But right. by the time you get up to a ten-day ticket, you haven't paid very much for each per day of that ticket. So that would, right. So that would, that seems like it would be an economical way to just, well, I'm just going to use it over five days to go to two parks a day. But they closed that loophole uh, several years ago. And you, you, unless you have the park hopper option, you cannot set foot in two different parks in one day. doesn't work that way. And you cannot add just one day of park hopping to your ticket. If you have a three-day ticket and you add park hopping, it's for all three days. Yep. Full length. Yep. Like the dining plane. It's all or nothing. Yeah, and I, I really you, – you, you have to – look at it from what kind of thing, you know, what kind of trip do you want to take? But park hopper really is a, a good advantage if you think about it. You know, with, with the half-day parks that Disney has, uh, you could find a lot of time to jump around. So if, you, if you're even on the fence about it, just just take the plunge. It's really not that much more of an investment. Mm-hmm. There's some misconceptions, some conceptions around fast passes. Um, one of them that I've, I've heard a lot is that you can save up all of your fast passes for your whole trip and use them all on one mm. day. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it kind of defeats it really the does. purpose. Yeah. <laughs> the other one is that I said people see the time range on their fast pass. So they see that they have a fast pass for Pirates of the Caribbean from one o'clock to two o'clock and think that that means you can ride Pirates of the Caribbean as many times as possible from one o'clock to two o'clock. You can, but you can only use the fast pass. But that's once. not how it works. <laughs> yes, that is true. You can get into the fast pass line one time between one o'clock but and I two o'clock. But I love the hour buffer time. I mean, that's if they didn't have that, it would be almost impossible sometimes to plan your day. Because if you miss it, you mm-hmm, know, if they sure. had like a smaller window of like five or 10 minutes, not only would they have to deal with so many unhappy guests, but as, you know, a park tour, it would be it would be infuriating. Yeah, one poorly placed yeah. parade in your, mm-hmm. your luck. Yeah. Yeah, think of how easy it is to get delayed. Uh, you know, whether you're traveling to a park or even in the park, right? Yeah. Uh, we all have kids. Stuck I always behind the do. parade. Yeah, or, I don't get stuck behind yeah. the parade. I get stuck behind the Mouska Dance It party parade. Like the and so it's just me <laughs> standing there and listening <laughs> yeah. to them sing like Vominos over and over. And it's hard too, because if your kids are really enjoying something. You know, you don't want to pull them away for that just so you can go. Yeah, I don't care about Oh, sure. Kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there for me. <laughs> that leads me to another misconception that Walt Disney World is only for little kids. Please don't um, tell my wife that. <laughs> yeah. It's actually. Heck no. I love Walt Disney World. It was actually built. And I'm at least 29. <laughs> nice. Uh, Disney World was built for childless millennials. Oh. So actually. Oh, right. So, I have heard that. So, yeah. for Instagramming. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's what it's for. I don't know, but I I actually have, make sure they're not listening, more fun without my kids, I I, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a different type of You don't have to raise your hands, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
how about can you bring sleeping bags and air mattresses and let as many people as you want sleep on the floor in your room? Just pack them in. No, that's fire hazard. I don't recommend fire it. Fire code. That's, that's a no. No, that's against Not the fire mention, codes. Like that would ruin my vacation if I had to like step over people. First, seriously. Because oh, housekeeping's <laughs> going to find out. You know, they're going to come in and see. And then when if you put the do not disturb or the, you know, room occupied tag up, then they're going to check anyway. So yeah. don't do it because you're just going to end up paying more later. So don't do it. How about can you visit any park you want on your arrival day without a ticket just to check it out? <laughs> There's no free samples at Walt Disney World. I've never heard that. Really? You haven't? I, ha- I got that question so often. Can't I just go into the park on my first day without a ticket that, you know, they know I'm not going to be there the whole day. Why can't I just go in for free? You can go to Disney Springs. You could go to Disney Springs. Sure. You could buy a midday ticket for that first day. That is a thing now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, And and I'll throw this out there and I I haven't had a chance to really dig in, but isn't there a shopper ticket now or there's some type of option where you can go shop if, but you only have like 45 minutes to get into Magic Kingdom? Have you heard that one? No, I think that's a misconception. I've heard that rumor and I don't think it's true. Mm -mm. And I haven't had the chance to dig into it. So I knew what you would know. No, I'm pretty sure that that's a, that is also a myth. So people think that it's a ticket to just go shopping. So they, they pay the full cost of the day ticket. This is what I've read. So I really have no fact checking on it is that you can, uh, and fact check it. (laughs) Dan, get on it, Dan, right now. Um, you can actually, you pay the one day rate and you have one hour. And if you're not out of the park by one hour, they then charge you that. Uh, if you get out, they refund it to you. So it gives you time to go in. Like if you wanted to buy something at the shops that are like on Main Street. That this has got to be a rumor. What so, do you, what'd yeah. you find, Dave? It's got to be like supermarket sweep where they give you a cart and you're like, go. There is one page that has a result on this. And I don't know what, what this is insane. How have we never... How have we never heard of this? Quick, somebody call. It says here, I don't even know if I want to talk about this because if it's not right, but um, it says that there's a shopper's pass, a one-day pass that you purchase at Guest Relations. If you return to Guest Relations within one hour, your purchase price is refunded. Um, and it says that Universal Orlando says that Universal also has a similar pass, but in order to receive your full refund, you have to also show them a receipt for your purchase. It says for people who get passing up the purchase of that one-of-a-kind souvenir, that's interesting. I don't. This is one we're gonna. This is one we're gonna have to follow up on and see if we can. I I don't see it yeah. coming up any no. on any yeah. official. I had never heard of yeah, it. I don't see it coming up on any official Walt Disney World website. It's all these sort of little side sites, and they don't. None of them has a link no. to an official. It, it, it also doesn't make sense to me. Why wouldn't you just yeah. go to Disney I'll Springs? Go to World of Disney. You can order, yeah, a lot of the merch right. you can order from the app. I guess we're going to have to say uh, this one is uh, uh, unconfirmed Pending. or not sure. Yeah. Pending to make it part it of sounds news. crazy to me. Yeah, Jess, get, let's, let's track this one down. We're going to run down I mean, this and find out if this is a misconception It's a great way for them to just make money. You know, if you just walk in and go shopping for an hour and leave, that's pure gravy for them. They didn't have to do anything, you know. And then how many people get stuck in line at the cash register and go over their hour and get stuck? Well, if you're shopping at the Emporium, then most likely that's going to happen. But yeah, that's why you don't shop at the Emporium unless you have to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And think of all the hassle you would go to get in yeah. for that hour. I mean, you're just to, yeah. Uh, when most of the stuff you can go and get at 
world of Disney and Disney Springs. And I feel like, I mean, it definitely at Disneyland, they've been cracking down on the people who are going in and just mm-hmm. purchasing tons and tons yes, of popcorn buckets and putting them on eBay, uh, using their annual pass discount to go in and get stuff like that and then putting it on on eBay. So that's, I guess that's why it makes me think that it doesn't make sense they would be doing that since they're trying to discourage people from... They could still put limits on things, I suppose. Like, you know, still put the per item limit or per person item limit. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, we have to find out about yeah. that. That's, you know, the figment with the taco, there was no limit <laughs> for a while. The cute, the cute little figment so, pop figure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there were people buying just boxes of them. Well, and you I, can I'm get like, those online I, too. So they seem to have made plenty of him. They kind of thwarted that effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about this one that everything is going to cost the same as it did the first time you went to Walt Disney World <laughs> 20 years ago? <laughs> I got a deal in 1985 for my family of five for 1900 bucks. I want that same deal. It's not going to cost you the same as it did last <laughs> yeah. year. Let no. Alone <laughs> no. <laughs> like clockwork, at, at this point it's almost going to not going to cost the same as six yeah. months ago. Yeah, that's true. So what's the annual what's the annual pass cost now? Um, I think just a little, well, because I bought for this year. I can't remember what it is for now because I bought right before it. Yeah. Depends yeah. on the level. Yeah. That depends on the level of annual pass you're buying and whether you're a Florida resident. So many, so many different the things. The annual Dave. pass in 1990 <laughs> was $180. Could you imagine what? if it was only $180? In 1990, in ni- it was $180. 180 bucks, bucks in 1990. <gasps> so could you imagine? It's it's around a thousand dollars now. Isn't mine, it? mine was if like eleven $1, hundred. Yeah, yeah, if you're just looking at yeah, if you're just looking at, I'd say like the average because there are so many different levels of annual pass. It's it's in the neighborhood of a thousand dollars, if not more. That's like That's one day crazy. at one park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. And the uh, the a single day park ticket was anywhere between twenty nine dollars and thirty one dollars. That's one wow. meal at a quick service mm-hmm. for one person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You could get in for a song and a dance back then. River Country was twelve dollars. Oh, River Country. Yeah. So did getting did getting a a brain eating amoeba from it cost anything, (laughs) or was that? (laughs) For twelve dollars, what do you want? Yeah, (laughs) it's worth it. I liked River Country. It was it was a great water park. Mm. Great theme. It's so sad. So how about this one? Magic bands are free with every ticket purchase. No, every hotel room. Ah, there you go. If you are staying off-site and you bought a ticket, you can get yourself a magic band for twelve ninety nine in the Emporium. And the free ones for the hotel stay are for just a yes. A I was about to say plain the color. ones for the hotel are only plain color. Mm-hmm. If you want a an upgraded cool one, it varies. I think when they first introduced that option, it was ten bucks to get a a character band, but now it depends on whether it's a limited edition. I've seen some for ten still, some for fifteen. And if they're it's in a stock, discount, and if they're in yeah, stock, a- yeah. So the last little list of of misconceptions I started compiling was titled super, super crazy stuff. And I don't have a lot on my list. I'm curious if you guys have heard any really, really crazy stuff. Um, (laughs) This one made me I laugh so hard for so long. And it was that one of our travel advisors at Key to the World Travel was asked if she would set up for a guest an in-room massage 
from a princess <laughs> <laughs> because he heard that you could get a massage in your room from any character that you wanted. And he really wanted Belle to come and give him a massage. His wife wasn't too cool with it, but <laughs> maybe Walt Disney World should just be for little kids. <laughs> that we do not want to go to that person's browser history. <laughs> A thing. You cannot get a massage from Belle or Mickey Mouse. Oh, I didn't even think about that. About Could you imagine Mickey's laugh the whole time? <laughs> oh, you really tighten your glutes. <laughs> there aren't even any in-room massages at Walt Disney World. You have to go to the spa, and even in the spa, it will not be a character. Can you just put on the Mickey hands? <laughs> <laughs> Seems really ineffective, actually. <laughs> oh, oh, things people will come up or Walt is not buried under the no, castle. Jimmy Hoffa buried in the Cinderella suite. Well, his head's not. <laughs> He's not frozen. Jim- his head is not frozen. It's not buried under the castle. There's no cryogenic chamber. Are you sure? In Cinderella I'm sorry, castle. I believe that. I believe that Jimmy Hoffa though not is not a thing. That's <laughs> the timeline. As in the movie. All right. What about you guys? What is the craziest thing you've ever heard someone say? Well, to go along with that. What they heard from a bus driver or they their neighbor told to them. To go along with that, I have heard that all cast members live in the park and they live in a city that is built under the park. So not just not and- the <laughs> utilidors, you know, not the, the, the tunnel system they have. They have literal bunkers. And so they all have to, like, when they're not they're working, like, go and sleep in, like, a windowless bunker, I guess. That's terrible. I mean, but if the apocalypse comes, they're set. So I'm heading to Disney World. That's true. Actually, that reminds me of one that I heard was that there was somebody, and it was a silly internet posting, which you shouldn't believe, but they claimed that during hurricanes, any of the attractions that aren't inside a building, so things like the carousel and the Dumbos and, oh, what's the rocket ship's called? Astro Orbiter? The Astro Orbiters? Yeah, the Astro Orbiters. Things like that, that they actually disassemble them, <gasps> take them down yes! into the utility I heard this then, one. And the and castle. Once, I heard it yeah, about yeah, the yeah. castle. They take the castle they down. Take the castle down. <laughs> That's just yeah. insane. Oh. But, yeah, so they yeah they, they do not take the carousel apart and reassemble it once the hurricane passes. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, but. but it is really cool to watch them doing hurricane prep. I was down there uh, when uh, Dorian was on her way, and they were... Were like zip tying light posts that have sort of a hanging. This was at um, the Wilderness Lodge. They have those really cool craftsman lights that are kind of hanging from a post, and they were zip tying those down and uh, doing the same kinds of things with the palm fronds. Um, yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's a. It's a massive effort that they undertake, but nobody. They're not taking down the rides. <laughs> um, <laughs> one that I heard was that Germany actually has a uh, completely finished boat ride that they just don't use for some reason. So similar to like uh, uh, Mexico, that huh. like. So it's it's just there's a in the Germany yep, pavilion. There's a, you, there's a boat ride that just hasn't been. Where would that even be? I, oh, underneath the. Uh, the, the trains that uh, I, like, <laughs> I feel like I had heard that and that that t- there's a little bit of truth to that and that there is a building that was built for a ride but it is basically just used for cast member like clerical stuff basically but I mean I don't huh. think that there's an actual ride built inside the building it just got turned into something else and that Walt Disney himself was actually one of the singing uh heads in Haunted Mansion on the way through 
So when you're going through the graveyard? Yeah, no, that's Thorough Ravenscroft. To bring it back to uh, last week, I did find out that for the Haunted Mansion movie, they had the busts, the singing busts were originally modeled after Walt Disney and Thurl Ravenscroft and uh, I think two other Imagineers, and they ended up not using uh, two of them. So Walt Disney didn't make it into the movie, but I don't think that would have improved it in any way. The movie was horrible. Uh, you're just being harsh. That movie was horrible. That movie is up there with Epcot. <laughs> oh, no, we're going to have to. No, that's enough of that. <laughs> That's going to do it for our discussion of Walt Disney World misconceptions. Make sure you don't fall into the trap. Take a second. Think twice. Does this really make sense? And don't go to flows. And if you still have <laughs> if you still have more questions, how about you ask one of your trusted key to the world travel travel advisors and they can set you straight, let you know what's really going on at Walt Disney World. Thanks for joining us again this week. Hit that subscribe button in whatever service you use to listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode and tell your friends all about us. I bet you somebody would like to listen along so until next week we'll uh we're gonna say goodbye bye i miss you guys <laughs> don't go to flows to ask a question or share your travel story you can reach us by smoke signal carrier pigeon or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com and make sure you follow the gold key adventure society on facebook and instagram a huge thanks to our sponsor key to the world travel for all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the gold key adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.